Let's get nuts. Hello, everybody. How's the feed looking? Hopefully, looking a little choppy right there when it came to the drop. Hopefully, it's all good now. We good. We're good. We're good. We're good. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Junkie Live on your Monday, end of Monday, February 6th. How we doing? Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And, of course, hit that like, thumbs up. Share it. Share it. Social media. Share it. That helps. Definitely helps. All that. And then, of course, follow me on all the sock meds that are around me, all the various ones. Please. Please. Please do so. All right, how we doing out there? Hopefully you guys had a good weekend and everything. All right, so let me turn that off. Oh, got to scroll up. Sorry, I was a little late. Had a little issue. We're all good. So anyways, what do we got here? All right, Mr. Nate Smith, got my ticket secured for Quantumania on opening night in IMAX. What are, your, uh, what are you most looking forward to? Uh, I'm just curious to see what happens into it. But yeah, I got my ticket secured as well. Alien sex love sounds up. Yeah, how's it going? I need you to call some of your WBD con connects. Get on the phone with James Gunn and cast Isabel May for Supergirl. Watch 1883. I haven't watched 1883, but it, uh, if she's blonde hair, blue eyed, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Just saying. Just get that out of your head. What's going on, Miss Jackson? Good to see you. Six more days. Six more days to the trailer. All right. We got uh, Mr. Caesar right here. Here we go going on is stephanie t good to see you as always and we got the other stephanie right here miss nighthawk wonder who really wear the pants in the yeah yeah we all know we all know who does come on come on it's the one that fills them out better <laughs> you get what i'm saying anyways okay we got uh man my thing is all choppy right here i shouldn't have said it like that my thing is all choppy right here just that is, but the feed's good at least. So, but mine is all a little, little choppy, a little rough. But you know, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, what's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? Always good to see you too, my friend. We got Mr. Eric right here. Halo doesn't exactly have the reputation of being nice. Apparently, there's a story of her demanding the crew to film. Never look at her. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that many times. But yeah, I mean, she probably does have a bit of an ego on her. As a lot of them do, for sure. So, all right, we got uh, we got Tet right here as well. Good to see you. All right, we got Darkness Under the Wind. What is up? Not much. Just chilling. JD McRae, good to see you. We got Nerdy Mastermind here as well. Uh, you paused. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, uh, my voice is a little more soothing than than his, but you know, he's got the money for all the you know, other things. So if you want to go back to it, William, I won't be offended. It's fine. Go for it. It's not going to be any much better. He's got a whole crew. I don't. So if you want to go back to that, it's fine. I won't be, uh, I won't be, uh, offended. So we got Viper GT right here. We got Nate. I don't know if I already saw Nate. Ah, where are we at? God, I don't know why my computer is acting very choppy right now. Like I said, technical difficulties. We got Saggy here. I'm leaving because, uh, yeah, uh, she used a, a drop that I had. So I'm going to sue her for, you know, copyright ID. That's what it is. That's what it is. Ben Affleck Durant's Jensen Ankles and Batman movie with Walker Screwball. As Walker Screwball? I don't even know who that is, but that's quite a name. Walker Screwball. Okay. Uh, you want Ben Affleck to come back as Batman. Okay, but what do you want him to direct? That's what it is. Yeah, you, what do you want him to direct? Yes, we all want him to come back as Batman. And he will in June. Remember that. But what do you want him to direct? That's what I was asking when it came to polls, man. Polls. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, what else we got here? Let's see. We got Thabang right here. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. What's good, Mr. ACS? Hell yeah. I got the Foo Fighters shirt rocking. Love this shirt. You know, may he rest in peace, Mr. Taylor Hawkins. But, uh, you know, oof. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you could yeah, you could thank, uh, thank her for getting it for me. That's right. So... 
That's good. I also got another Foo Fighters shirt, but I have no idea what happened to it. You never done laundry and something, you know, one of your clothes, like, escapes? Usually it's socks. Usually socks make an escape when you do laundry. Shirts rarely, but I got a new Foo Fighters shirt for Christmas. I put it in the laundry. I have no idea what happened to it. Maybe it'll turn up. Maybe it'll just be like, all right, I tried to go out there into the real world, and it was rough, man. It was rough, so... I'll be gladly, I'll gladly be a part of your closet and hang up with all the rest of your shirts because you have many and I will, when you wear me, I'll wear you proud. So I don't know what happened with that. It's just weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but hopefully it turns up, turns up. I don't know. But uh, I love this Foo Fighter shirt because of course it has all of them on it. So it's really cool. Really cool. So, but yeah, good to see you, Anthony, always as always. So, all right, let's get to it guys. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. I don't have any wine today. I didn't get any wine. So no wine, no Monday wine. I do have this up there though. Yes. Uh, I finally hung up this. So that's good. Finally hung up the Batman, the Batman little light thing, which is pretty cool. So I like it. I dig it. All right. So yeah, where are we going here? Let's get to the tweets. Let's get to the tweets. Hopefully my computer doesn't like have a heart attack here. Jeez, I don't know what the heck's going on with it. It ran an update today. I wonder if that had something to do with it. Probably. Probably. All right. And then, of course, you know, it's the beginning of the week. So I, got, I wanted to remind you guys, of course, about MoviePalette.com. If you want to get yourself uh, on a canvas, your favorite movie's palette, your favorite movie's palette, the color palette, all on a canvas, which looks really, really cool. You know, if you're a movie lover, I got mine up there, which is The Matrix, and hopefully I can get a whole wall of these eventually. So uh, the link is provided down below. If you want 50, an extra 15% off your purchase, use Junkie15, all one word, capitalized. Use that code uh, when you're checking out, and you should get something, uh, you know, well, you know, 15% off. So, yeah, moviepalette.com, guys. Get it, get it, get it. All right, let's start off with the tweets. What's going on in the tweets right here? Well, we got Aaron Bailey. You know, he just uh, mocked up this thing like uh, real quick right here. When it came to, uh, you know, Batman and Damien, you know, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I mean, he tagged me. He, he really was just like, you know what? The blue suit, the blue suit, the blue and gray suit. Going to be interesting if they go with the blue and gray suit. I think they should. I think they should. I think they should. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what happens. Hey, Henry Cavill news. Anybody who's wondering about Henry Cavill, uh, Deadline reported that uh, there's more star power uh, aboard Guy Ritchie and Jerry Bruckheimer's new war film, The Ministry of uh, Ungentlemanly Warfare. I think, uh, yeah, Henry Cavill is actually going to be a part of this, but they added more people. So Henry Cavill going to be working with Guy Ritchie yet again. So that's pretty cool. And then, yes, uh, over the weekend, uh, over the weekend, WBD and uh, DC, they released like an updated version of uh, Batman 89, which I thought was pretty cool. thought was really cool. James Gunn. All right. So this is what I'm liking, too, when it comes to James Gunn. And, uh, you know, when when he wants uh, this is smart. This is smart. Obviously, you can go to the DC uh, Infinite website, I believe. And they have like a whole section um, to, you know, brush up, to study up. Study for the big test, I guess you could say. Before we see these movies on the big screen, um, we could actually see, you know, we could actually read where the source material is coming from. So James Gunn said right here, we're, uh, we're talked a lot. I think he meant we've talked a lot. Um, it's okay. It happens to the best of us, James. Well, we've talked a lot about Woman of Tomorrow. Of course, we know about that book. Uh, but they, uh, these are more of the comics inspiring DC Studios and the new DCU in these early days. That doesn't mean we're adapting all these comics, but that the feel, the look, or the tone of them are touchstones for our team. Check them out. So... Obviously, we got Superman, All-Star Superman, Deluxe Edition. We've got to pick that one up. We've got the Authority right here. Uh, Mark Millar. Mm -mm. Yeah, we got that. Pick that up, of course, because a lot of people didn't know what the Authority. We got Batman by Grant Gustin, Omnibus right here, Volume 1, if you want to get a taste of that. And then, of course, Absolute Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. So I, that's what I like. I like the fact that they're doing that. And, and then, of course, the books are selling like crazy. 
That's just how you do it right there. It's a per, it's a smart way to do business, to be honest. And that's what we talked about over on the Vodka stream and everything. It's just a smart way to do business. So I think that's it's good. It's good. Give the source materials and then people can purchase that. And make sure they're kind of brushed up and like, all right, this is what's, insp you know, inspiring this and inspiring that. Very, very smart. Good on them. And they're working with Jim Lee, too. I know there's another tweet where he talked about he talked about with Jim Lee and everything like that. So smart on him. Smart on him. And uh, make sure you guys, uh, of course, uh, we got a new episode of uh, DC Squadcast right here with Scott and Tim talking about the Shazam Fear of the Gods trailer number two. We got some information about the Avatar sequels. Avatar sequels, Una Chaplin plays Fire Navi leader in Avatar 3. Big time jump set the Avatar 4, set to Avatar 4 and Earth setting for Avatar 5. So if you're wondering what's going to be happening when it comes to the Avatar sequels, which obviously they're happening since that thing is like almost at what, $2.5 billion? It's crazy that, that they, I mean, I just would not have expected that movie to cross $2 billion. But hey, never bet against Jimmy Cam. Jimmy Cam. But yes. Some details when it comes to the Avatar sequels. Obviously, we're going to have a fire Navi, and we're going to see what that's all about. It's going to be interesting. And then a big time jump to Avatar 4 because, yeah, they have yet to start filming that. And then an Earth setting for Avatar 5. That's going to be interesting. Earth setting for all that. How did they get there? So looking forward to it all. But that's what's going to be happening when it comes to the next three sequels of Avatar. All right. Hopefully, you guys checked out my, uh, my first reaction to Knock at the Cabin. Really enjoyed the film. Want to watch it again. Pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Um, let's see. We got uh, Adam Sandler says the next film with the, the Savdi Sab brothers is pretty amazing. The first draft was 340 pages. Wow. Obviously, Precious Gems. Uncut Gems. I thought it was... Why did I say Precious Gems? Uncut Gems. If you guys watched that, that they did, and that movie will give you anxiety. It definitely gave me an, some anxiety right there. David Ayer, uh, we already kind of knew this, but uh, he said accurate to this tweet right here that says, hey, David Ayer, uh, respectfully asking, is it fair to say that most of, if not all of Jared Leto uh, Joker scenes in Suicide Squad are reshoots? What I've deducted from trailers, TV spots, BTS pics, footage is just seems like they are all reshoots, re-edits, repurposed scenes. Hope I get a reply. And he got a reply and it says accurate, which we all knew that, yeah. Those scenes, you know, Jared Leto scenes were uh, dicked with the most. So there you go from the man himself. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross will be reuniting for David Fincher and The Killer. So that's pretty cool. I have no reason. I have no idea why my computer's acting so slow. I know it usually doesn't do this, but hey, what can you do? Uh, we got 60s Bat Family right here from Mike McCone right here. I like that. There you go. 66 version. Uh, let's scroll through, scroll through, scroll through, scroll through. Hey, anybody a uh, fan of the 90s show? It got uh, renewed for a second season at Netflix, so it survived Netflix. How, how about that? Netflix is, like, canceling, like, 92% of their shows. <clears throat> and then finally, uh, yeah, Austin Butler. That's right. He's going to uh, drop the uh, Elvis accent. That's right. Uh, finally, he's going to drop the Elvis accent. But, yeah, he did. He does feel like he blew out his vocal cords. Because, you know, singing some of these songs, he had to do like, took like 40 takes. So that's got to put some strain on the voice right there. And then check this out. So um, I'll probably talk more about the trailers that are going to be coming out for Super Bowl Sunday. But uh, one of the trailers is going to be Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's film Air. That's about, of course, the Jordans and everything like that. They, they spent... Amazon, again, Amazon spent $7 million for a Super Bowl ad. And then, of course, they're going to have an unprecedented theatrical release. So finally, these streaming services are realizing that, hey, we really got to put some money behind the marketing and then put it out there in the theaters. But then, of course, we could be like, hey, how about you could still watch it at home? So $7 million they're putting forth for that. So good on them. But yeah, we'll talk about more about all the trailers because there's uh, quite a number of trailers that are going to be coming out. On Super Bowl Sunday, which will be uh, pretty cool, and I'll I'll do my best to do some kind of reactions. I'll be at a Super Bowl party, so I don't know if um, I'll be able to, you know, do. I'm not going to be able to do a full-on reaction, but we'll see. Kirsty Clemens comments on her experience on the Flash, James Gunn's glowing review, and weighed in on the recent headlines about Ezra Miller. So Kirsty Clemens, who of course plays Iris, has commented about all of this. We we're kind of wondering about this, and I'm wondering how 
some people in the fandom feel about this, but here's what she had to say. I had a great time. I've known Ezra for years, and I loved working with with Andy. Despite everything, we had a really great time filming, and we did make a really great movie. I hope that, despite all of the headlines, people really enjoy the movie because what James said is true. I believe what he said, and I think it's absolutely correct. And obviously, she's talking about the fact that James Gunn said that the Flash movie is one of the best comic book movies ever, which, wow, bold statement, which I love that. And of course, a lot of people, eh, he's just doing that because now he's a bit, yeah, but is he saying that about Shazam? Is he saying that about Blue Beetles? Is he saying that about Aquaman? No, saying about Flash. And then, of course, we heard the positive test screenings as well. So we got that too. And then she continues by saying absolutely tough. And what people forget is that a lot of people go through that, but they don't do it with the whole world watching. Of course, talking about the Ezra Miller stuff. Although it comes with the territory, it's really unfair and has been hard watching that. Yes, which of course, you know, a lot of the stuff ended up being BS. And a lot more is turning out to be BS when it comes to the whole Ezra Miller situation. But, you know, what can you do? So there you go. Kirstie Clemens talking about The Flash, James Gunn, Andy Muschietti, and of course, Ezra Miller. Good on her. Good on her. All right. And we keep on going. Hey, look at this. Pedro Pascal, a young Pedro Pascal looking all gothy-like in NYPD blue. Look at that. Look at that fresh face Pedro Pascal right there, huh? Oh, man. I always like that. You know, because a lot of these actors that we know now, they showed up in all these, like, shows and everything like that. And Pedro Pascal... You know, he's the king of, like, these uh, series that are happening right now. Um, yeah, I totally forgot. I should have, yeah, yeah. I totally didn't make the topic of uh, of uh, of Last of Us, the last episode. I'll do a quick review about it uh, after I'm done with the tweets here, so. And then, yes, guys, uh, hopefully you guys checked out the Vodka stream with uh, Sean O'Connell and Hannah Solick. Solick, if I'm saying her name right. Had a good time, but, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the party. And I wish, you know, it was just because there was so much to talk about. So we had a packed house. You know, I felt kind of bad because, you know, uh, we're all trying to like get our get our two cents in about the whole thing. So I felt like I was like, oh, man, maybe I should have waited a little bit more for bringing everybody in to talk to the guests. But, hey, it still was a good time. Still was a good time. And and and, and guys, don't be this person. Don't be this person because, you know, we have this right here because of that leaked image, which I'm not going to show the full image of the uh, the presentation from James Gunn and Peter Saffron to the reporters. And they had little placeholders for titles. And, you know, all of a sudden you got people that are just going like, oh, my God, they're bringing in the old Superman, the movie logo. And it's like, well, you know what? The Superman movie logo based it off the comic book logo, right? Let's not do this. Let's not do this. Um, so I couldn't help but be like, uh, it's the actual comic book logo. Of course, there's been different variations of it, but it's relatively always been that 3D type logo that goes like that. And it, even if they do that logo, okay, whatever, it's fine. Maybe they won't because it's going to be a movie. Logos change. It's just a placeholder. But don't be that. Don't be that fan because it just makes you look dumb, especially when you're trying to fight and campaign for something. Guess what? You look like an idiot. Just saying. When you tweet stuff like that, don't do it. Don't do it. Walk away. Leave tweets in the drafts. Sometimes they should stay there. Okay? I got tweets in my drafts. Holy crap. I got tweets in my drafts where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to tweet that. Glad I didn't. Anyways, I like this right here because we're obviously going to be talking about, uh, you know, the whole Netflix password sharing thing. And Sonny Bunch right here said, the last thing you see when Netflix finds out you're using a borrowed password. Dun, dun, dun. Anybody know what movie this is from? Huh? Anyone? 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 Videodrome. Watch it if you haven't. David Cronenberg, James Wood. Talk about, you know technology and human beings coming together obviously it's david cronenberg he likes that crazy you know weird kind of body horror kind of stuff so yeah i mean the tv screen literally looks like an eyeball or a ball sack i don't know and then there's a gun coming out of it so crazy crazy release the pena draft tweets man uh and then sorry william i saw that you had a five dollar super chat i appreciate that i find your voice far sexier than campia i'm yours well thank you william by the way i stole your foo fighter shirt well how dare you 
How dare you? So, but thank you for the $5 super chat. Much appreciate every little bit helps. Mom, mom. Is mom a film junkie out there? Mom. You put the chonies outside the costume again. <laughs> Fear Jason. Putting my face on Superman with the uh, Superman chonies right there. So, hmm. Oh, are they coming back? Are they coming back? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows if they are? And then, of course, we had a good time. And then, yes, hey, look. Yeah. I was born in it. That's right. I'm born into the darkness. Now, McFarlane. I'm a McFarlane action figure. Yes. Got the McFarlane action figures coming out, man. It's going to be pretty great. It's going to be pretty great. Hey, we got some Batman 89 behind the scenes right there. Look at that shot. Got to love that. Got to love that. And then, yes, guys, uh, I like to watch all the best picture nominees when it comes to the Oscars. And I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a foreign film, so it's dubbed. But the dubbing is actually pretty, pretty done pretty well. And uh, I tweeted this out right here. I said, yeah, it should win Best Sound because there's a scene in All Quiet on the Western Front where there's a dude that is, like, choking on his own blood. You know, and the main dude is, like trying to kill him and then trying not to. It's a very long scene, but there's a lot of gargling and a lot of... It was just like, Jesus Christ, when is this scene going to end? I'm, I'm gagging here because, like, my God, it was just so much gargling of blood in the throat. I'm like, good God, man. It's a good movie. Very well shot. Very well done. I can see why I got nominated. There's also another scene that has to do with the throat and blood, too, and I'm like, good God. So much gargling. There's a lot of gargling. So if you watch this movie, expect gargling. And you might, you know, if you if you if, if your stomach's not good for for somebody gargling blood, then you might be, you know, ugh. Holy shit, though. I was like, my god. It like the scene just kept going and I'm like, kill him already. Okay. Sorry. There we go. Ugh. Yeah, just warning you. It's pretty great. It gets pretty graphic and if you're not good with the gargling, not good with the gargling. But anyways, Back to the McFarlands. Here's the whole uh, Dark Knight trilogy McFarlands right here. You can get them all. Of course, look at Batman, Joker, Scarecrow, Two-Face, and of course, Burn. I haven't seen them all yet, Eric. I haven't seen them all yet. Uh, I think I have three more to watch. I haven't, you know, I, th I think I have three more to watch. So I'll eventually get there. I will eventually get there. So, hey, it was George Romero's birthday on the 4th. So happy birthday to George Romero. Hey, look at uh, Damien right here. Of course, he's becoming the uh, new uh, favorite of the Vodka stream right here. And he got himself, look at that. He's got himself a little bobblehead right there. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. I like talking to that guy. And thank you to the patrons, of course, the patrons who uh, participated into the Patreon stream over the weekend. I was always a lot, always a lot of fun if you want to be a part of it. The next one, which will be next month, uh, subscribe to the Patreon, man. I found the Rebel base. <laughs> look at that. How awesome does that look? Woo, woo. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then look at this. Oh, my God. Fear Jason putting our faces all over the Justice League right there and making me Superman. Yeah, look at that. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, I'm surprised. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you got any backlash for making Ryan, uh, uh, you know, Green Lantern. You white-faced him. How dare you? Just kidding. But it's, uh, you know, you're always good with the face-swapping stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Thought that was pretty cool. Hey, look at this. We got a young Lloyd Bridges with a two-year-old Jeff Bridges right there. Look at this picture. Holy shit. Lloyd Bridges right there. If you guys, you know, obviously we know... Lloyd Bridges from, uh, you know, um, obviously the airplane, you know, airplane movies. We got, of course, the Hot Shots movies and all those funny movies and just, yeah. But there's a young Lloyd Bridges right there with a two-year-old Jeff Bridges. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And then this fan-made poster right here of the Batman looks pretty damn cool. I love that. Sweet. Sweet. All right. What else we got? Uh, yeah, M Night Shyamalan, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Uh, it opened at four. It opened at number one this weekend. It made four fourteen point two, and I think it made like over twenty million dollars. So that's pretty sweet. Like that. Eh, we don't need to talk about that. Let's see. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. 
talking about all that videos and then yes happy birthday on february 5th uh bruce tim of course uh, we talk about him all the time on batman the fanimated stream it was his birthday yesterday so happy birthday to him or yeah february 5th happy birthday to bruce freaking tim and then we got this uh, Batman, uh, the Batman 2 Part 2, Part 2 anime, or, uh, fan poster right here, which looks pretty cool. We got snow, and we're going to get some Mr. Freeze in there. Who knows? And then, yes, guys, I finally, another thing I hung up on my wall was this uh, Batman shelf that I have. So put it right over there with all my other junk. And then, of course, I put all my, uh, you know, most of my Batman Funko Pops. So I got the the Keaton, I got the Kilmer, I got the Clooney, I got the Affleck, and I got the Pattinson. I know some people are like, how could you have Clooney and not have Bale? I don't have a Bale pop. I never find the Bale pops. The Christian Bale Batman pops, I never find, never see them in comic book shops or anything like that. I have the Heath Ledger Joker pop, but I don't have a Bale pop. But, you know, I will say the Clooney pop with the ice suit looks pretty damn sweet. I like it. I actually, thought, I mean, the movie's ridiculous, but I think the pop looks pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, it looks really good. And again, thank you, Miss Nighthawk, for the shelf. And then, of course, I hung up some keychains that I had just to uh, add some, uh, some more to the effect right there. So, yeah, the bail pops, and if you look, look at them online, they're expensive. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, we got some flash art right there. The future and the past all converge in one week. Yes, right. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Larry Fong being excited for Rebel Moon, which is great. And then this happened last night, guys. Look who sat at a table together. <laughs> oh, my God. This is hilarious. So I saw this picture. I'm like, wow. So at a table, we have Dwayne Johnson. We have Black Adam. And we got Batman right here at a table. Crazy. So a lot of people, of course, are making uh, uh, making some jokes about this. And then, yes, when it came to other pictures of Ben Affleck when he, at the Grammys, there's going to be some memes. There's going to be some memes because everybody was kind of commenting about Ben Affleck's face and him looking very, very, very bored. Like, what the hell? Like, very bored. Like, jeez. Like, I don't want to be here. But of course he's going to be there because his wife's there and she wants to be there. Why not? So, yeah, naturally he's going to be there. But yes, if you guys didn't know, know the uh, that cult uh, ritual that they do every once in a year when it comes to the movie, uh, the music industry, the Grammys happened last night. And yes, it is a cult ritual. If you saw the, some of the things that these performers wear, I don't even understand it. It's just like, you know, you got these two right here. Hey, you got a gold suit and you got a, just a traditional black suit right there. You know, normalcy, I guess. And then you have some people that are wearing some ridiculous attire. And I'm just kind of going like, why do people watch this stuff? It seriously looks like a cult ritual that is happening up on stage. It's a little freaky. I don't understand it. But hey, that's just me. And then this is pretty funny right here if you guys saw this. Why does Batman only wear dark color? See, I don't know what's going First. on with my... All right, it's not because working. Because Batman doesn't want to get shot. All right, I don't know what's going on with my computer. It's just having... The processor is going to town right now, so can't really do anything. But basically, it's going like... The, the video is, is Robin's asking, it's like, why does Batman wear dark colors so he doesn't get shot? And then he says, why does Robin wear bright colors? And then it... And then uh, Siri says, because Batman doesn't want to get shot. So it's a funny video, but I don't know what's going on with my processor right now. It's like having a lot of trouble with video and just choppy and all this stuff. So apologize. But uh, yeah, see, I mean, look at this. I mean, what the hell is happening right here? What is that? I mean, anytime I see this dude, he always has... He always has a new hairstyle, a new everything. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even get why he's such a big presence. Machine Gun Kelly, it's just not me. I don't know. It's just not my type of music. My type of music is the band that you see on my shirt. And when they show up at the Grammys, they wear, basically wear T-shirts, jeans, and like maybe a sports coat over it. That's about it. They're not going crazy, and they're wearing Vans or Converse or something like that. I don't know. That's just the choice of music I like. I don't even know what's happening here. What's going on right here? Did this guy try to slice? Did 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 Megan Fox try to slice this guy's neck right here? He's got a big, huge, like, 
what the hell is happening there? Or is it just for effect? Is it actually makeup? I wouldn't be surprised if it's actual makeup. Fucking, they're all narcissists. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. Ah, uh, poor Ben. Poor Ben. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's right. Oh, there's Ben right there just trying to enjoy himself. I like this caption right here. Ben Affleck looks like he's thinking about the best sandwich he ever ate in his life and then remembering that the place closed down. Jeez. Oh, he does not want to be there. He does not want to be there. I could tell you that much. But he's there for his wife. So good on him. Scoring points. Uh, here's the Joker. Some Joker artwork right here. Looks pretty cool. That's from Kevin uh, Keen, 24. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Liz Wonder just knocking it out of the park again, man. Liz Wonder with uh, some cosplay awesomeness right here. I'm sure you guys saw this. This is pretty amazing. Obviously, uh, you know, congratulations to Liz. She's pregnant with her second child. And, uh, of course, you know, how do you capitalize that when you're a cosplayer? Well... You're going to be one of the Navi. You're going to be, uh, you know, that there's a certain character in Avatar 2 who is pregnant, who is a warrior. So why not just do that? And she went for it, man. Look at that. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Liz Wonder. She's, she's the best. She's the best when it comes to cosplaying out there. So pretty sweet stuff. So congratulations, Liz. Good things. Good things right there. And then uh, we got the first trailer for uh, Agent Elvis. Yeah, that's right. Elvis is making a big comeback. I'd play the vi I play the trailer, but of course my computer's acting like a like a see you next Tuesday, so I can't really do that. But yeah, so we got the first trailer for Agent Elvis. Matthew McConaughey is uh, voicing Elvis, and yeah, uh, if you guys watch Archer, it has Archer vibes, Archer vibes to it for sure. So there you go, Agent Elvis, March Netflix, pretty cool stuff, pretty awesome. And then speaking of James Gunn, he says no current plans to adapt. So uh, if anybody's thinking that uh, they're going to be adapting this comic book right here, where, uh, where Superman says, sorry, Lois, I'm hitting the road, and uh, Jimmy's about to fall. I don't know how he got on that beam right there, but uh, yeah, Superman's just like, nope, not having it. I'm walking away. So not going to happen. Not going to happen. John Krasinski, that's right. We got um, A Quiet Place Day One has started filming right now. So he posted some images right here. It's pretty cool. With the crew and uh, Miss Nyong'o right there. Miss Lapita. Cool. And then look at this. Uh, why? 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 Because of Scream. Because they keep making Scream movies. So they're like, well, we got to bring back the I Know What You Did Last Summer Frickin' franchise, so yes, guys, there's gonna be another I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I said, you might as well just call it I Know What You Did Last Century, because that's when the first goddamn movie came out. Might as well call it that, and yes, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. are in talks to return, and if they don't return, guess what? You don't have a movie. And spoiler alert, the reason why Selma Michelle McGill and Ryan Phillippe aren't returning, because they died in the first one. Um... Nate's uh, memes right there. I bet Ben was thinking about Restore the Snyderverse. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, and then The Last of Us. So quickly, I'm going to give a quick review on last night's episode of The Last of Us. Obviously, it's up 17% increase. 7.5 million viewers right there. So kudos to them. So yeah, we're on what? Episode 4 right now. Really dug it. Dad jokes. Some good dad jokes in there, if you guys are wondering about what was going on, because Ellie ha found a book full of dad jokes. So Joel, of course, is getting asked these dad jokes, and then Joel knows some of the dad jokes, which I thought was cool. Very much an Ellie and Joel episode, which was good, because the last one didn't really have them at all. But, you know, it worked for the whole story. But, you know, I know some people are still saying it's slow, but it's like, I, I like this whole thing. It's fleshing it all out. 
It's getting them to the, the crazy human beings out there. And of course, they show up to a city and some shit goes down. And you're kind of realizing that Ellie has a little bit of a dark side to her. And we all know that Joel has a dark side to him. So they're starting to connect just a little bit more when it comes to this journey that they're on. Really enjoying it. Again, Pedro Pascal and the girl who plays Ellie. I can't remember her name. Have a good dynamic. They have a good chem they have good chemistry. So really enjoyed last night's episode again. Can't wait for more. Seems like a lot of people are really enjoying that. So that's good. <laughs> All right. This made me laugh. Her. The Henry Cavill blanket stays on during sex. Me. God damn right it does. Yes. So there you go. Does this thing actually exist? Probably. Oh my God, who wants to get themselves a Henry Cavill shirtless, mustache, hairy-chested blanket that they want to put on their bed right there? Stays on during sex? Sure, why not? Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I laughed. I laughed at that. When I saw that, I definitely did. Definitely, 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 definitely did. So, <clears throat> gotta love it, man. Creative. It's all creative. Creative when it comes to that stuff, so... Ah, so how are we doing? We're doing good. Last of Us is even worse than The Walking Dead. All right. Okay, so you don't like The Last of Us. I just love the hyperbole stuff. Like, it's even worse than ever, everything ever. It's like, okay, then don't watch it. I'm enjoying it. I didn't watch The Walking Dead, so maybe that's why I'm enjoying it a lot more. But people who played the game are enjoying it, at least. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need to get that. Get a Ben Affleck one instead. Anyways, okay, so let's talk about the um, the first topic right here, which, yes, we're going to be talking about Ben Affleck. And uh, I wanted to uh, get your, you know, because we're kind of wondering, we're all wondering when it comes to DCU Chapter 1, this first part of the slate, like, what? who's going to be directing? Obviously, that's on everybody's minds. Oh, crap. I just realized I forgot to uh, change the background right here. Hold on a sec. I knew I forgot to do something. Hold on, let me change the background real quick here. If my freaking computer will let me. Hold on. I don't know what the heck's going on, but I have the uh, the background from the uh, the old. Let's see here. Let me find the thumbnail. Hold on, guys. Like I said, I was having technical difficulties, and my computer is just. Ha I don't know. Like my computer is like having a heart attack. It shouldn't be. I don't know. Again. Windows, they want run these freaking updates, and, you know, you just kind of go like, okay, run the update. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, and then it's just sometimes it freaking, yeah, so I can't even find the thumbnail. Freaking update, you stupid thing. Yeah. I don't know. I can't change the background. I can't even change the background. That's how slow that, and, like, this thing is just having a heart attack right now, apparently. So whatever update got ran just totally just effed things up. Ah, oh, I'm looking at the wrong thing here. That's why. There it is. Nope, still not showing me the same thing. There we go. Hey, you did it. There, now we got the thumbnail in the background. We did it. Usually I like to do another version of, you know, I, I like to remove the live part and the other stuff, but whatever. We're going to keep it like that. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's a way to start the Monday, right? Way to start off the week. Technical freaking difficulties, I tell you. Anyway, so when it comes to directors, now, there's some rumors that are coming around. There's rumors. Obviously, the rumors. Take it all with a grain of salt. Uh, we, obviously, we heard that James Gunn was talking to Ben Affleck. They had a meeting, and they want him to direct, uh, to, uh, direct a DCU project. They want him to do that. And naturally, after we saw the slate and we're hearing about this, naturally, everybody's going like, hey, well, why not the Brave and the Bold, the Batman film? Why not do that? But now there's rumors that uh, there's a possibility that it might not be that. It might be one of the other projects, and it would be crazy. Like, it could be Superman Legacy. Superman Legacy. And if that's the case, if it ends up being Superman Legacy, well, let's just face, face it. Like, if that gets announced, that Ben Affleck is going to direct Superman Legacy when it comes to the Snyder fandom, holy crap. Oh, boy. It's going to be one of those because... Yeah, I'm just kind of, if that does happen, I'm kind of wondering how the fandom will react to it. Are they going to call him Ben Affleck a traitor? Are they going to say he betrayed Zack Snyder and then specifically Henry Cavill for directing Superman Legacy? 
Yeah, they probably would. Who knows? And will they remove? Because, you know, there is the still the sell the Netflix, Seth Snyder versus the Netflix people who, um, you know, at first it was just kind of the idea for that was to get the sequels. I thought it was just to get Justice League 2 and 3, but then they tacked on the, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman. And then, of course, the uh, the Ayer cut, they tacked on that. So I went, okay, so they added one more other movie. And then, of course, the Ayer cut would be just an added bonus when it came to selling to Netflix. But have you seen the posters now? And obviously on uh, on the 14th, there's going to be a big, huge, big, huge campaign for it. And I'm just kind of going like, wow, you guys tacked on like a whole slate even they tacked on, they want to call Justice League 1, the, the first Justice League, the Emerald Cut. So they want a revamped version of the first Justice League to have the Green Lantern scene added to it, which, of course, would cost money because they didn't actually do the VFX for that scene. They just had the still shot and did the background and did it for the still shot. But if the, the actual footage doesn't actually have the background, it's just green screen. So they want that. And then there's like a whole thing. And I'm like, Wow. Now it went from like, all right, if you're going to have two Justice League sequels, that could be probably, you know, in the range of $400 million for the sequels. But now you're tacking on all this, these other movies. Now it's all up to the billions and you're going to campaign for this. And I just, I can't think of the logic, but I'm just kind of wondering now if Ben Affleck does in fact direct one of these movies, do they just remove that? And then they just, that's it done with Ben Affleck because I don't know, because, because yeah, that's the rumor. That's a rumor that's happening right now when it comes to, uh, to all this. Uh, I've seen some people talk to some people. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm still, I'm still on the fence about it. I'm still on the fence about it when it comes to Ben Affleck directing one of these things. Cause I'm like, he just started a new production company with Matt Damon. Why would he want to do that? You know, it doesn't like why go back into the superhero space you know, I mean, he's expressed it before, you know, a few years ago, he expressed that, you know, he would come back and direct something when it comes to a DC project. Sure. But I'm just kind of going like, I don't know. Um, the rumors are there. And yes, I've heard. Yeah, he had the meeting and everything. And I totally I, I believe that there was, you know, absolutely a meeting and Gunn is like wanting to get him, which is good because, I, you know, that that would be another name attached to one of these projects. But when I'm hearing that he might not do Brave and the Bold, that it might actually be Superman Legacy crazy that kind of blew my mind and if that happens because obviously right now it's definitely going to be James Gunn that directs Superman Legacy but I don't want it to be James Gunn I mean he literally said the authority is his passion project so I'm like okay then direct that get somebody else for Superman and I hope that's the case we don't you know James Gunn doesn't need to do that direct the authority let somebody else direct superman legacy i'm i my choice was brad bird just get brad bird in here and fucking make a superman film who knows i don't even know what brad bird's even doing nowadays but if ben affleck does it that'd be pretty sweet too but it'd be interesting and i did run some polls too i ran a couple of polls i ran one on twitter and uh the results right here says you know i asked which one you prefer obviously brave and the bold one uh 67.9 percent Superman Legacy got 13.4. The Authority got 10.8. And then I put Lanterns. And then I put Lanterns um, episodes. And that was 7.8. Okay. So let me see what's happening over here on the Twitter. Let's see what this poll says right here. Refresh, refresh. Come on, computer. Jeez, I, mean, ah, I don't know what the heck. Again, why is it so laggy and choppy? Same thing. Pretty much the same thing right here. 78%, this is four, 592 votes, 78% uh, said Brave and the Bold, 9% said Superman Legacy, The Authority gets 7%, and then Lanterns Episodes gets 6%. So, how are we feeling out there, huh? Ben Affleck directing, how are we feeling? Like I said, I, I, I'm not sure if it's actually going to happen. It just seems like it'd be like, why are you going to do that? I mean, I get it, there'd probably be a nice paycheck, but, I mean, the pressure, the pressure of making a Superman movie or even a Batman movie, you know, this new DCU, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to this. Um, but, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I would like a Brad Bird more to be, like, directing that. I mean, if you're going to do a, Bat, a Brave and the Bold, you know, get a Gareth Edwards, that'd be pretty sweet. You know, he would probably like to do something. I would like that. Um, the Authority, I think James Gunn should direct The Authority. Um, I think that's for sure. Supergirl, uh, Woman of Tomorrow. Obviously, they need a female 
uh, director for that. Uh, get Chloe Zhao. Why not? Get Chloe Zhao. I mean, she's Academy Award winning, but her her value, her price tag might be a little too high for Warner Brothers, but it'd be a good get. It'd be a good get. Obviously, you have to get a female director for that. Um, and then what's the other one? What's uh, Swamp Thing? They already got Mangold. So I think we're, uh, yeah, pretty much got it all covered right there when it comes to directing. And, and then when it comes to the TV shows, obviously, you get a multiple different directors as long as you get some good showrunners, good writers. So I think we'll be okay with that. So Brave and the Bold is 78. Yeah. No way Reeves films are ever combined with the main line of DC. Yeah, but it was on the table, apparently, at one point. Would rather him direct Green Lantern, if anything, uh, like true crime. Yeah, it could be that. Got to keep uh, in mind, Batman is Batflick's passion. He built a freaking Batcave, for heaven's sake. He didn't build a Batcave. He just had a secret entrance that was like going to the Batcave in his house at one point. Um, and then uh, I'd rather have Affleck direct Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Karen Bigelow, yeah, you got Karen Bigelow, or Catherine Bigelow, not Karen, Catherine Bigelow, you got her too, so, is Mangold really committed to directing Swamp Thing? Well, he posted, he posted a Swamp Thing image, that seems to me like he really does want the gig, so, just saying, when some, when a director posts that, you kind of go like, all right, sounds like he's down to do it, so, Zao would uh, film on location <laughs> for Super Cool, can we be on a rock on a planet somewhere? That means uh, she's blowing up a planet, yeah. Not a fan of uh, the only female directors can direct. I know. I'm not a fan of it either. I'm like, female directors can direct uh, uh, male leads and male directors can... Yeah, I'm, I'm just like, whoever's good for the job. But you know how it is. In 2023, you can't, you can't have that. You have to match it with that. But sadly, that's just going to be the case, you know. It's just the way it is, you know. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. It's really dumb. So, but you know, what, what can you do? Fuck me, right? Yeah. Anyways, is it me or is it weird that the DCU is said to be a soft reboot? Does that mean Keaton Batman will be a part of the new universe? I think he could be. I think he could be later down the line, but I don't know how much. I want to direct Swamp Thing too. Okay, Edgar. Well, put your application in. Just get the best person for the job. Yes. Uh, what about Bryce Dallas Howard? Yeah, we got Bryce Dallas Howard. She could be good for uh, Supergirl. She could be good for Supergirl uh, Woman of Tomorrow. Yeah, not too bad. Imagine uh, Ben playing Thomas Wayne. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. I actually like that, Eric. That's a good idea. Thomas Wayne, you get that mustache on him. Yeah, that could be something. You know, it could be like a little thing where it's like mm, a little interesting. I don't know if you'd actually do it, but that would be interesting. Roland Emmerich or Michael Bay or James Wan or others joins DC movies. Well, James Wan is leaving after Aquaman 2, so I don't think he wants to direct another DC movie after that. But Roland Emmerich, Roland Emmerich, I don't know what he could really do. Uh, I mean, he would probably have to direct like, you know, I, I think we want to keep Roland Emmerich away from this. Michael Bay, Michael Bay, I mean, he was attached to Lobo at one point, but I don't know if that's that's never going to be happening. I remember when that happened. Uh, it could, I could see Ben playing Hush. Eh. Sasha Kaya return. Yeah, now that's what we're kind of wondering, too. I think it all depends on what's happening with The Flash. If The Flash is well-received and makes a lot of money, they probably, hopefully, will keep Sasha Kaya as Supergirl. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, there we go. That's just uh, I wanted to bring that up to you guys and... Uh, uh, yeah, the, like I said, the word on the, the digital streets is that Gunn is waiting, is waiting for Ben Affleck to decide, basically waiting to, for Ben Affleck to decide. So if he does take Superman, Gunn will take the authority. And then we're kind of wondering about Supergirl. And that's pretty much it because it seems like Mangold's, uh, good with that. I don't know. So I think we're, yeah, I think, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? Marvel movies are for kids. <laughs> or when I'm really high. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's my Seth Rogen impression. You're welcome. Um, but he talked about some things today when it comes to, uh, or not today, but yesterday, I think it was, or over the weekend. He talked about Marvel movies. You know, obviously Seth Rogen is, uh, he's like, one of the writers, producers, and whatever when it comes to the boys. And uh, obviously he likes adults, more adults-like uh, content when it, comes to, when it comes to superheroes, I guess you could say. Let's get rid of that. Why is that happening? Okay, let's 
So hold on. Yep, we got this. Yep, I don't need that anymore. We can get rid of that. Too many things open right now. Okay, why is that open? All right, so anyways. So when he was being interviewed, this is from Variety, but I, I use the, uh, I use, I use the, the Screen Rant article right here. So it says, uh, Seth Rogen explains why many MCU movies just aren't for him. The Boys producer Seth Rogen offers his perspective on the success of the, of the MCU though uh, he can't quite call himself a fan of the franchise. So just kind of basically talking about it, and we'll get to his quotes right here. He says, I think that Kevin Feige is a brilliant guy, and I think a lot of the filmmakers he's hired to make these movies are great filmmakers. But as someone who doesn't have children, it is all kind of geared towards kids. You know? There are times where I will forget I'll watch one of these things as an adult with no kids and be like, oh, this is just not for me. So, nothing wrong with that. It's not. It's not for everybody. It's popcorn goodness. I enjoy them, but yes, sometimes it could feel like, yes, it's geared towards kids, which that's what they were going for. I mean, it is cape shit after all, but that's why you like to have a lot of variety, and I really hope that Marvel, especially with Deadpool, now in the MCU, we can actually have the variety of more adult-oriented content obviously it's going to be rated r there's no way that deadpool 3 is not going to be rated r so i'm hoping for that and then hoping for more but you know there's some times where it gets a little intense i mean gets a little bit more adult oriented you know a little bit more darker stuff i mean doctor strange and the multiverse of madness i mean that was a little more you know it's graphic it was pretty graphic for a pg-13 movie i was actually pretty surprised how much sam Raimi got away with when it came to some of that stuff it got pretty graphic for a pg-13 movie i went okay they pushed it they pushed it right there so i was happy about that and it was dark and it was like a horror movie so it was you know so there is variety there but mainly you know they're trying to at least get that whole thing so Totally understand, you know. It's just the way it is. Am I canceled now? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> all right, I'll stop doing that. I swear to God. Uh, all right, and now we got AMC. AMC Theatres. AMC. So I don't know if you guys saw this today, but of course, you know, when it comes to more, more theaters are closing because... The pandemic just effed everything up when it came to theaters, when it came to a lot of things, when it came to the movie business in general. Hollywood is just suffering left and right. These companies with the whole streaming, they have a cash flow problem. Theaters are closing left and right still. I mean, we're still in the aftermath of like what the, all the lockdowns did when it came to the movie business. And AMC now is considering something they're considering something new that a lot of people are like really you're gonna do this and then a lot of people when i posted about it on twitter reminded me that in certain countries they already kind of do this but essentially amc theaters movie ticket prices will soon be based on seat location so kind of treating it like a concert amc theaters ticket prices are set to undergo huge changes as the cost of tickets will soon be determined based on the seats location as part of a large change to their pricing model, AMC theaters will now charge tickets based on the location of the seats across their venues, offering the best seats for higher prices. The theater chain is one of the largest in the world, holding the biggest share of the theater market across the United States. Despite its large scale, AMC theaters have faced a number of challenges in recent years. With the chain in the midst of recovering after experiencing massive losses due to the closures throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and large studios changing their release strategies. And then I think it actually broke it down right here. Let's see. It's reported by Variety. Talking about that, it'll basically have, uh, it says, with uh, Sightline uh, Cinema Goers, we'll see seating divided into three pricing options. Standard sightline seats will offer traditional seating prices across the most common seats in the auditoriums. Value sightline will be available for AMC Stub Stubs members and offer seats in the front row of the auditorium. Who wants the front row? And preferred and uh, preferred sightline will charge seats in the middle of the auditorium at premium rates with AMC Stubs A-list members able to pre-book preferred sightline seats. So there you go. If you're part of that, I guess you get some, you know. Um, yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. There, I already, I mean, 
I know like some countries already kind of do that. I get why they're doing that, but I, I don't see this working because I, I'm already seeing the backlash on Twitter. People are talking about like, well, of course, you know, this, uh, when you have people like low income families, they're not going to be, they're going to be sitting what in the back row in the front row, they're going to have the crappy seats while, you know, you know, I've already seen all that, you know, obviously when it comes to 2023, there's always going to be that they'll eventually call this racist and they'll call it, I don't know, they'll call it misogynist somehow. Eventually it's just going to turn into that. I don't think this is actually going to happen because I just seen the backlash. It was trending on Twitter. Just don't think it's actually going to fly because, you know, it's not like it's, I mean, a concert, Obviously, the closer you are, the crazier the freaking concert is. Sure. But when it comes to a movie, I just, I, yeah, I just don't see it really working. I mean, obviously, this is just AMC. It's not the Regal Theaters, the Harkins and everything. I mean, I really like, I, I love the fact that I can just, you know, wherever I go, whether it's the theater by, it's, by my house or the one over there that has the luxury stuff that I go to also. I love the fact that I could pick my seats. But yeah, it's just kind of kind of going like, all right, but what about... When it comes to, I don't know, I, I, I think, and I was talking about this with somebody, I mean, why not just do something where it's like, okay, when you have smaller movies, like movies that aren't, movies that aren't going to be big blockbusters, you know, charge less for those, maybe charge a little bit more. I mean, obviously they do charge more when it comes to IMAX and when it comes to these theaters. And then you got matinee prices and then your standard prices in the evening. I don't know. Maybe do something like that. When it comes to smaller movies, charge less. Maybe that'll help it. I don't know. I don't know the solution when it comes to this, but I don't think this is going to be it when it comes to trying to come up with a solution for this. But we'll see. But I have a feeling the backlash, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Not at all. And then speaking of streaming and Netflix and bad ideas, we talked about it last week. I didn't do a film junkie shot because I saw that they actually uh, changed it up a little bit. But when it comes to Netflix... Um, we, you know, they were talking about how basically if you don't, uh, uh, when it comes to password sharing, the way that they're going to prevent people from password sharing is the fact that you have to check in to your Netflix and it has to be the IP address of your Wi-Fi, your home Wi-Fi. So if you're out on the road and you can't check in within 31 days, they're going to block your account. You can't get in it anymore, which a lot of people are like, holy crap, that's just not a good idea. Not at all. That just sounds horrible. Um, but apparently that they kind of, I don't know what was going on with that, but I think they saw the backlash because, you know, this is, uh, basically that was, uh, being tossed around right here. It says Netflix has removed the new anti-password sharing rules from their website, stating that they were posted as an error and are not yet <laughs> applicable to the U S so eventually they're coming out. Eventually this is going to be the case. So it's like, what are you doing? Okay. You remove it. But eventually it's going to happen, right? So why not just keep it up? Be like, all right, sorry, rip the Band-Aid off. But uh, yeah, so not sure exactly what's going on with that, if it's actually going to be happening. They're kind of pulling back on it, probably because they're seeing the reaction on like social media and everything and seeing that people are not in favor of that. It's like, I mean, I get the whole thing of not password sharing because, you know, I pay for my own Netflix and I don't share with anybody. I just do it <clears throat> because I could write it off. <laughs> anyways, um, just like all the others. Anyways, um, so, but I think they just kind of like put it out there and went, oh crap, oh crap. I mean, Netflix, let's face it, they're hurting. They're hurting. And they're trying to figure things out, just like AMC is trying to figure things out too when it comes to cash flow and comes to money. And I don't know who prematurely put that on there, but they did. They did, and it pissed off a lot of people. So I guess uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know how, if any other streaming services are going to take part in all this. Who knows? It's all up in the air. All up in the air. The password thing was meant to be phased in. Yeah, it should be phased in, but it's not... Yeah, doesn't seem like it's too phased in right now. That's for damn sure. So I don't know. All right, let's get to some questions here. Did I post it? On, did I post it on the web? Yeah, I did post it on the website or on the YouTube. Let's see what happened. Let's see what's going over on YouTube. See if anybody has any questions over on the YouTubes. You can always ask questions on YouTube because I do not all the time, but I'll post uh, the stream in there and ask for some questions. Let's see. All right, let's see. The YouTubers right here, like I said, things are just acting really slow right now. Okay, it says, uh, Doc, 
Doc right here said he's a great director, so I'd it'd be great to get him for a chapter one project. Not Batman, though, something else. So Doc thinks something else. Tiger Mac with two C's says Ben Affleck directs a Jensen Ackles. Ackles Ackles? I always say his name wrong. Batman movie with Walker Screwball as Damian Wayne. I don't know who Walker Screwball is. It's quite a name. But uh yeah. But Jansen Ackles, I mean, who knows? Uh, he could be on the short list, possibly, because, well, I think it's just mainly because he's voiced Batman, but, you know, you hear things. You freaking hear things. And you never know. But he's 44. I think they might go younger, but then, you know, who knows? All right, let's get over here. Let me make sure everything's good when it comes to this. No bad stuff. No, no. Okay, we're good. We're good. All right. Here we go. Twitter. Uh, Eric, yo, Dave, riddle me this. We've talked a lot about who we'd cast for live action Batman characters. We haven't gotten uh, we haven't gotten yet. So how about Baby Doll? I don't think they'll ever have a live action Baby Doll, but you never know. How could you see her being handled live action? Child actress with a voice dubbed adult actress with dwarfism. Well, nowadays, if you don't want to get like backlash, you'd have to find somebody, uh, somebody with dwarfism to do it. Yeah, you'd have to do that, or else you'd just get backlash. So, Captain Gator Girl, hey, Nikki's here, or asked the question. Um, haven't seen her much in the chat, but hey, um, JLo biopic casts himself as Bat, Bat, Ben Affleck. So she's saying that uh, Ben Affleck should direct a J-Lo biopic, and then, of course, he could be in it. Well, then she could be in it too, I guess, right? Uh, Anthony, DC Outlaw, Ben Affleck directing. Will it be? Will it be? Cooper Knox, just out of curiosity, how would you approach a Superman reboot if given the opportunity? I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one because I thought what Zack Snyder did was the best approach. I'd have to really think about that one. That's why that one intrigues me the most. I could totally see what they're doing with uh, the Brave and the Bold, with Wonder Woman. I could totally see all that stuff. Like they, they, that, those are good ideas. But when it comes to Superman, I'm just kind of going like, I don't know. That's why it intrigues me. Ryan, any news on the upcoming Guy Ritchie film, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, starring Henry Cavill? By the way, my money is on uh, Brave and the Bold or a Deathstroke Elseworlds project for Affleck. I don't think a Death stroke elseworld uh, i would want Gareth edwards still um uh yeah i mean there's a big cast that's about it that's all i know about it uh mr nobody hey dave do you think it's possible for james gunn to bring zach as a producer on some projects it's always possible i mean shit maybe down the line he'll bring him in. if if everything goes well i mean maybe he'll bring in zach to direct something that he wants to direct i wouldn't put that out there i, I wouldn't put that past him why would you not want zach snyder why would you not? And Zach said, he said on the vodka stream that he would he would definitely he would come back and direct a DC project, but he wanted to do something like an actual Dark Knight Returns adaptation for a DC project. So Devon Wooter, Dave, which DC chapter one movie will Ben Affleck will direct? And do you think DC is going to do like a TV spot for upcoming movies like The Flash, Aquaman 2? Yes. There's going to be a TV spot during the Super Bowl. And what do you think the first Flash trailer have to do? Give people hype. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a lot of cool shots. A lot of uh, Michael Keaton Batman for sure. They're going to sell the shit out of it with Michael Keaton Bat Batman coming back. N Naven, if you've seen Superman vs. the Elite or the comic, it has it was based on the Elite, was based on the Authority. Yeah, Superman versus the Authority. I thought it was, uh, it was a way to get them to face off before a wild storm was folded into DC with the New Fifty Two. They were also in Supergirl season four. Well, there you go. Jake Westmore, according to Film Odyssey, he's also back in front of the cameras for Marvel at the same time as he's behind the camera for DC. Yeah, there's been talks about that where he's had meetings with Marvel. I've heard that too. I've heard Cavill's had meetings with Marvel as well. Doesn't mean that's going to happen. Who knows? But uh, yeah, there's all kinds of things. Like I said, rumors, rumors, rumors. Uh, thank you, DJ. 
for the $2 super chat. I hope Gunn talks with Snyder at some point. I hope so too. And I wouldn't be surprised if he just shot him a phone call and just kind of like shot the shit with them, talked about all this stuff. I would not be surprised if he did, but who knows? Who knows if that's true? I just hope it is true. And then finally, Ishmael Cohen. Affleck needs to J-Lo from his life first. J-Lo stands for just legs, just legs open. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's all right. I wasn't expecting that. That kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Like right there, geez. I need a I need a rim shot. Uh, I need a rim shot drop right there for jokes like that. J Lo stands for just legs open. Wow, wow. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one of these. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you this right here. It's a good joke. It's a good one. I like it. It's fine. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, you rascals. Uh, Viper GT. I want a man from Uncle Sequel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one either. Um, I know Army Hammer recently interviewed and stuff like that. I'm kind of curious to see where that goes. It was like Saturday, I think it was, that they talked about it. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, look into it a little bit more and talk about it on Wednesday. But... Yeah, Army Hammer trying to get back into it, which I think he will. But I did. I, you know what? I, I watched Man from Uncle last night. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Batman. Or no, I watched the Batman after that. Not the Batman. This the Batman. The 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 cartoon. The Batman. But I watched Man from Uncle last night because I was watching Last of Us. Of course, I watched The Last of Us, and right after that, I just saw that the Man from Uncle was like on the list. I was like, you know what? I haven't watched it in forever, so I watched it. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind another one when it comes to that, too. So, uh, Henry Cavill's great. It's a great cast. It's great. It's Guy Ritchie. Nothing, you know, I like it. I know Army Hammer's a weirdo, but, hey, I thought, I still think he'd played a good Russian. Big Russian dude, so. All right, guys. Gonna go ahead and wrap this stream up for today. Um, As of right now, you know, normally I don't have streams on Tuesday, so no stream tomorrow unless something crazy happens. Last week, of course... Something crazy happened. They dropped the uh, DCU Chapter 1 list, so definitely had to do it. But make sure you guys uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Like the stream. Share the stream. Do all that. Uh, follow me on the stock meds and everything. Like I said, if you want to be part of the next Patreon stream, do so. This week, I will be giving away some of the, uh, finally, the DC Reebok shoes that I was sent that was sent to me i'm going to give some away to the the patreons first maybe i'll do the members next and then we'll do you know i got boxes of these uh dc shoes but of course you know them they not all crazy different sizes but hey if you want to just have them as collector's items you could do that too so uh patreon the patreon first i'll give away first so anyways guys thank you guys uh, for spending some time with me i'll see you guys on wednesday same junkie time same junkie channel talk to you later 